Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of your time with me today. We are going to do something that we don't do enough here on the podcast, and that is get practical and tactical with mindset strategies. Oftentimes what happens when we talk about mindset is that it's an idea, and we get a lot of inspiration from it, and maybe we are moved by it or motivated by it, but we fall a little short on how do I apply that? Like day to day, what does it look like? How do I actually implement these mindset strategies so that they can affect significant change in my life? That's what I want to get to with everybody today. The other day on Instagram, I posted that more often than not, when we are not making progress towards our goals or when we are not satisfied with the pace or the amount of progress we are making towards any goal, it's our internal environment that needs to change. Our internal conditions, not our external ones. The tendency for most of us is to place blame on our external circumstances, whether that is lack of time, lack of money, lack of support, family situations, you name it. We blame it on the external stuff. That is where we feel limited in the other people or the other things or the lack of other people or the lack of other things in our lives. When you accept that changing your internal conditions is always available to you and also drives a tremendous amount of change. When you realize that, when you accept that, you are at the starting point of all of your power and all of your progress and all of your potential. But knowing that, that it is our internal conditions, be it our thoughts, our perspective, our mindset, our attitude, knowing that that changing that, optimizing that can make such a powerful impact on everything in our life, especially goal achievement. Knowing that is fantastic, but how do we actually, tactically, day in and day out, in our real worlds, change our internal conditions? There are thousands of opportunities to practice these changes every day. And what I want to share with you today are eight mantras or phrases that I use every single day that I teach my clients, that I practice with them regularly, that helps me make these changes to my internal conditions. Knowing that changing your attitude can can change your choices, I think we can all see that on a quote card on Instagram, be like, yeah, yeah. But then 
How? How do I remember to do that when I'm frustrated? How do I remember to do that when I'm tired, when I am very much operating from a place of routine and habit? How do I make those changes? I'll give you a little bit of an example. This morning, I drove to the coffee shop closest to me, and I intentionally went much later in the morning than I wanted to for my breakfast and my coffee because I wanted to avoid the crazy lines, especially in the summer on Cape Cod. It is bananas, and you can walk in there and wait in line for 45 minutes. So I thought, I'm going to go around 11 a.m., That way, I won't have to deal with the lines. I can still get what I want. I'll work all morning. I'll take a break. I'll go in there. I won't have to wait forever. Sure enough, I drive in. The parking lot is packed. I drive around for two or three minutes just looking for a place to park. I walk in, and there is a line looping through the building, and I'm thinking, awesome. So much for going later. I could have gone three hours earlier when I really wanted it, when I was starting to get hungry, but I turned to my mantra in that moment to change my internal conditions because my tendency, like most of you, is to be irritated, to be frustrated, to be annoyed, to get into seriously, really, oh my gosh, why are you people eating so late? Now I have to stand here and I don't want to do this. I have other things I need to be doing. The mantra that I turn to in those moments is, I refuse to turn my blessings into burdens. I refuse. I absolutely will not do it. As soon as I recognize it, I'm done. I refuse to turn my blessings into burdens. I'm healthy. I'm well. I'm able to drive to a place that I love to buy myself a fat loss friendly meal. I live in an area of the country that people flock to in the summer because they love it so much too. And I get to live here year round this is not a burden. First, I can go leave. I could go anywhere else. I'm here by choice. It is a blessing to be able to get here, to eat here, to afford to eat here, to be well enough to make this choice, to have the flexibility in my schedule to make this choice. I refuse to turn my blessings into burdens. The reason that this matters so much, changing our internal conditions and practicing so that it becomes a habit, is because our thoughts and our moods have a massive impact on the choices that we make, period. When we are feeling positive and grateful and excited and calm, we take better care of ourselves. We make better choices than when we are angry or stressed out or frustrated and exhausted. And for most of us, we spend too much time being irritated, being annoyed, being stressed out, being anxious. And it comes from our internal conditions. There's so much on the line. There's so many reasons that we have to optimize our internal conditions and knowing how to remind ourselves to practice that. Life is going to serve up hundreds, if not thousands of opportunities every single day to practice this. That is where we need to spend our energy. That's where we need to spend our energy. More importantly than the choices that our moods and our thoughts influence, When we are constantly aggravated, anxious, stressed out, worried about the future, beating ourselves up over the past, we're just not happy. We're not enjoying our lives. Our short stint here on earth is clouded by always being frustrated, disappointed, on edge, and it doesn't have to be that way. 
But as we can all relate to, knowing that you want to complain less or compare less or criticize less doesn't mean that it happens automatically. So refusing to turn my blessings into burdens is one of the ways that I practice this, that I catch myself in a moment and I reframe it and I remind myself. And the more frequently I remind myself, the more automatic it becomes. I'm going to go into a handful more of these beginning with Everything that happens to me happens for me. These are things that I say to myself every day in situations big and situations small to bring me back to the fact that I control my internal conditions and my internal conditions that I create through my thoughts and my perspectives has a significant impact on my work, my health, my body, my relationships. Everything that happens to me happens for me. Instead of throwing a fit and being all pissed off when something quote unquote goes wrong, I remind myself that everything that happens to me happens for me. This thing can make me better if I let it or it can make me bitter. But if I let it, if I'm looking for the opportunity to grow and to change and to improve, everything that happens to me happens for me, I can be better because of this. I can be grateful for this. I can see this as an opportunity to step up, grow up, and level up. Many of us spend our energy arguing with reality. This isn't fair. It sucks. It's hard. It's in the way. But none of that helps us. It keeps us in the problem instead of helping us participate in the solution. We just get stuck in the fixation on the problem. This can make me better if I let it. For example, maybe you have committed to avoiding sugar and you woke up this morning totally motivated. You are going to avoid sugar today. You are going to eat super clean. You're going to make yourself proud. You come home from work to see that your spouse has brought home your favorite ice cream as a treat. And so many people will be like, oh my gosh, it's not fair when I commit to try. Somebody sabotages me. Look, everything that happens to you happens for you. This can make you better if you you let it. It's not woe is you. It's not unfortunate. It didn't happen to you. It happened for you because this is real life. And when you make a decision to take great care of yourself or you make a decision to spend less money, something will come up that could draw you off course. So this is a chance to practice developing this critical skill you need, which is keeping the promises you make to yourself. You need that practice so that your spouse bringing home the ice cream gave you an opportunity to step up, to grow up, to level up, and to practice. Everything that happens to me happens for me. And I will share with you a now in hindsight funny story that at the moment did not feel funny at all. So I went out to eat with my boyfriend and his parents, which is sort of a weekly thing that we do. And we were driving home from dinner and I am uh, talking my boyfriend into helping me fix the air conditioner in the house. So we had borrowed a ladder from his parents and we get back to my house and he carries the ladder in and he's up on the ladder probably probably 14 feet, that's a guess, probably about 14 feet up. And I am at the bottom holding onto the ladder, not really doing much, I guess kind of stabilizing it, but not not terribly much so until it's where it feels like it happens in slow motion. It probably was a matter of seconds. 
the ladder starts to fold in on itself. The ladder starts to break. And I'm at the bottom of it holding it, and he's 14 feet up in the air. And if he falls straight backwards, he's going to hit his head on my butcher block countertops. Instinctively, I turn my hands in and I grab the ladder as hard as I can, trying to stabilize it, trying to keep it from collapsing. Well, it collapses. It folds in on itself with my hand in between the sections of the ladder that have collapsed. And my 200 plus pound boyfriend lands on top of the ladder, which is folded in half with my hand wedged inside of it. (laughs) So at first it was like shock. And I was like, am I okay? Is he okay? Is the floor okay? Like, are we all right here? And in a matter of seconds, I realized, okay, he's okay. I'm in pain and I and I don't like to look at blood or anything like that. So I'm kind of holding my hand away from him. He's gotten up. He's pulled the ladder off. He's like, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm just like comic, comic revisitation here. I'm holding my hand away from my body, out of my line of sight, because I don't want to see any blood or anything. And he says, you know, let me take a look at it. Long story short, my hand looked rough. It was immediately swelling. It was bleeding. And I start to cry. I start to cry because A, the pain is setting in and it really hurts. And B, adrenaline and worry and just emotion. (laughs) And through my sobs, I'm saying to him, you've ruined my workouts. He says, I ruined your what? My workouts. I can't grip the barbell with my hand all smashed up. So I go to the emergency room and they look at my hand and I'm dealing with the pain and I'm telling myself, you know what? Everything that happens to me happens for me. This is a chance to either talk myself out of working out because of one hand on one side of my body, or this is an opportunity to think this in no way impairs my workouts. There's a lot I can't do, but there's even more I can do. Everything that happens to me happens for me. This will make me stronger. This is a chance to come up again against yet another thing where I say, this doesn't change my ability to take care of myself, not at all. And as I drove home from the emergency room, long story short, but I was at the emergency room by myself. I thought about growing up as a kid. I was probably seven or eight years old. I shut my thumb in the RV door, the recreational vehicle. Those doors are like big, heavy doors. And I slam my thumb in it and I go running into the house to my mother. And she gives me, I'm crying hysterically then. She gives me one M&M, kind of like, there, there, have one M&M. And I remember thinking, what does it take to get a bag of M&Ms? So I'm thinking about that as I'm driving home from the emergency room and I'm thinking, what a rough night. I want ice cream. And I reminded me, I reminded myself, everything that happens to me happens for me. I could very much reinforce this pattern. I don't get injured very often, fortunately, but I could very much reinforce this pattern of emotion and stress and injury, reward with food, or emotion, stress and injury, no. There is no food reward. Food is the solution when hunger is the problem, not emotion, not drama, not injury. Everything that happens to me happens for me. The next day, 
when I woke up, it was a late night and I didn't get a lot of sleep. I had the opportunity to sleep in or to get up and get to work like I always do. Everything that happens to me happens for me. It was a chance to prove I am disciplined, independent of the external circumstances in my life. That afternoon, I spent about 40 minutes trying to think, "Ah, I won't work out today. I'm just going to rest. Everything that happens to me happens for me. This is a chance to say, independent of the external circumstances in my life, I Go to the gym. And I go to the gym because that is how I take care of my internal conditions. I'm happier. I'm more positive. I'm more motivated when I work out. Everything that happens to me happens for me. Another one of the mantras that I turn to to help me practice this ability to control and optimize the internal conditions of my life, my perspective, my outlook, my attitude, my thoughts, is I always control my response and my reaction. I am, no matter what happens around me, I am always in control of how I respond and how I react. This is a kissing cousin to everything that happens to me, happens for me. But we can't control what somebody says to us. We can't control if somebody supports us. We can't control if they choose to eat pizza and ice cream in front of us, and we can't control if they lose weight faster than we do or if they can eat anything and not gain weight. We can't always control if we get laid off or injured or sick, but we can always, always control our responses and our reactions. I can't control if my boyfriend eats well or eats junk, but I can always control my reactions and my responses. My ability to choose is not influenced by what anybody else chooses. My ability to choose my words is not influenced by the words that somebody else uses. I can't control if a waitress or a waiter is polite, but I absolutely always control my response. I can't control, I've been trying to get three or four different contractors out to my house for like ever, and I can't control if they call me back. Or if they come out in a timely fashion, I can't even control if they do quality work. But I can always control my response and my reaction. And too often we throw that control out the window because we let somebody else's actions, somebody else's words, somebody else's emotions hijack us. And that is a choice. You are always and I am always in control of our reactions and our responses. People are going to be rude and things won't always be fair. You can use that as a reason to justify being negative or emotional, which isn't going to help you. It's not going to move you forward. It's not going to make you better. But you can also say, no matter what happens around me, I have full and total control over how I react and how I respond. Another one of the mantras that helps me practice optimizing my own internal conditions is just simply It is possible and I am capable. It is possible and I am capable. This is a daily reminder I give myself. Having been overweight for most of my life, my story was just that I was fat and I was an emotional eater and I was really great at losing weight but terrible at keeping it off. My story was all about the past and the problem and the struggle, but in reality, Change is possible. I don't have to repeat the patterns of the past. I am not a victim of my habits and I am not limited by what I did yesterday or what I did for the last 10 years. 
it is possible and I am capable. I remember I started Primal Potential, our four-year anniversary is um, coming up very shortly, but I started Primal Potential not long before separating from my now ex-husband. And when I started the company, he, he was tech support. He's an IT guy. I knew nothing about online business. He had a traditional job, so we had health insurance and a steady income from him, which allowed me to kind of try something new and build something new. Well, when we separated, I knew nothing about online business, and I could have stayed very much in the problem and in the fear. What am I going to do now? I have no insurance. I have no money. I have none of the expertise to figure this out. But that's crap. It is possible, and I am capable. Same thing with injuring my hand just a few days ago. When I was thinking about my workout, I could convince myself, oh, nope, can't. But it is possible to find something. And I am capable in everything I do, in every goal I have. It is possible and I am capable. So what now what? What am I going to do about it? How am I going to take action on what I know I am capable of doing? You've heard me talk about this next one, and I love it so much that my good friend Sarah, who runs a company called Sea Sold, Sea like the ocean, soul like um, your soul, S-O-U-L, Sea Sold, she created a sign for me that says travel light, and I have it hanging over my kitchen sink, and it reminds me of so many things. Uh, it reminds me of letting go of the weight of the past, the weight of my history, choices that weigh me down. But it also reminds me of something that Nagar Fanuni wrote once that said, and she said, lightness and frivolity are always available. We can always choose to laugh it off. We can always choose to let it go. And this one, Travel Light, is probably the mantra I use most often because it's so easy to get our feathers ruffled over everything and constantly be aggravated and irritated and stressed out and rushed and busy and not enjoying life because of our own perspective. We get our feathers ruffled about being on hold, traffic, a long line at the grocery store, somebody's rude comment, a broken car window, having to stop and get gas. But it reminds me to just smile and enjoy my day and not let these small things constantly upset me. Because if you do, then you will constantly be upset and you will rarely experience joy. I choose to travel light. I choose to not weigh myself down with negative emotion, with replaying and rehearsing in my mind problems and past hurts. Lightness and frivolity are always available to me. Can I just laugh this off? If I start to get aggravated, if I start to get frustrated, can I choose to see humor in this? Can I laugh it off? And if I don't want to laugh it off because it doesn't seem funny, can I let it go? Can I just say this isn't mine to carry? There was something I saw on Instagram the other day that said, if it doesn't evolve me, it doesn't involve me. And I love that. It reminds me to travel light. It's either making me bitter or it's making me better. And I want to be happy in this experience of life. And it's really hard to be happy if every little thing gets you upset, gets you stressed out, makes you react, makes you complain. Travel light. I led with this one with the story of the coffee shop this morning, but I want to come back to it. 
I refuse to turn my blessings into burdens. Guys, your job is a blessing, not a burden. Your home, your kids, your spouse, blessings, not burdens. Your ability to work out, blessing, not burden. The things that most of us get anxious, stressed, worked up about are not our burdens. They are our blessings with a crappy perspective. I just refuse. Now, it's not to say that I don't get upset and aggravated and irritated, but when I find myself in that state of emotion, I use my emotion to say, wait, what is this and what is this about? Is this thing I'm upset about a blessing or a burden? I shared in a VIP email not long ago that my car died and then it took a while to get it fixed. Then I got a broken window. And then the day that I went to get the window repaired, the car died again. And then literally three days after that, I got a flat tire. But my car is not a burden. It's a blessing. And blessings come with responsibilities. To those whom much is given, much is required. Hey, we have to pay taxes. If we have things, we have to repair them. But they are not burdens. They are blessings. They are only burdens if we choose that perspective. You'll be amazed at how much stress you eliminate from your life when you adopt this, when you refuse to see your blessings as burdens. This next one is one that I'm probably working on most. The other ones I feel pretty practiced with, but this one, especially as it relates to relationships, like personal relationships, not work relationships, I think I've got a good handle on this professionally. Personally, it's a little harder. I don't need to be right I want to get it right. This is where ego can get a real hold on us. I wrote a blog post last week. If you haven't checked it out, head over to primalpotential.com, hit the blog. But I wrote a blog about how I won't let my feelings get in the way of my future. And I won't let my pride get in the way of my progress but that takes conscious attention. Too often we end up hurting ourselves because we want to be right. So somebody hurts our feelings and we turn to food. That is in no way trying to get it right. It is validating our feelings where we're in the place where we should be right in feeling wronged instead of getting it right by participating in the solution. I want you to really think about that. When you have a stressful day at work and you come home and you overeat, you are not trying to get it right. You are validating your hurt. You are letting your ego get in the way of your growth because your ego wants to feel justified in being wronged. This was so stressful. This was so hard. And you want to be right. So you give into, yes, I need to soothe myself instead of saying, screw being right. I want to get it right. What does getting it right mean? It certainly doesn't mean compounding the problem. I will not let my feelings get in the way of my future. I am committed to getting it right instead of being it right. Being right. And the reason I say this comes up most in personal relationships, hello, romantic conflict. We want to be right. We want to prove our point. We want to be validated. And so many times when I have a difference of opinion, whether it's with my mom or my sister or my boyfriend, gosh, I wish I knew this five years ago when I was married, would have probably saved a whole lot of trouble. Maybe, who knows? Can't go back. But we want to prove our point because of our ego 
so we can be right. And we think our way is the right way. And therefore, if our way is the right way, our perspective, our response, our approach, our actions, then your way is the wrong way. I'm right, you're wrong. Well, what does it look like if you totally set aside who's going to be right and just focus on how do we get it right? We want to be happy. We want to enjoy each other. What does it look like for us to get this right instead of staying in this conflict of you're right, I'm wrong, I'm wrong, you're right, etc.? The reason this matters so much is because it has a tremendous impact on our internal conditions. If we're stressed, if we're peaceful, if we feel loved, if we feel accepted, and that is going to play a huge role in our choices. I know I said eight and I might be creeping up over that, but there are a couple others that come to mind. One is be here now. Be here now. Naturally, we will drift to the past and beat ourselves up and I should have done this or what's wrong with me? Why did I do this? Why do I keep doing that? Be here now. There is an opportunity in front of me right now to take great care of myself, to move towards my goals, to affect positive change in my life. And I can't do that if I am mentally hanging out yesterday or last week or the last 10 years. Similarly, If I am thinking about how much weight can I lose by August 1st because my cousin is coming to town and this, that, and the other thing, we are not here now where we have an opportunity to affect change. Be here now. When my attention is on a past problem, I'm going to continue feeling the pain of that problem because I'm keeping it alive with my thoughts. It's over. Be right here right now. Don't relive the past, repeat the past, rehearse the past. Be here now. A couple more quick ones, and uh, this one I love. Confusion is a choice. I can find the answer. This helps me in my work so much. And I think my frequent overwhelm with business issues that I don't know how to solve because I run an internet business and I'm not a tech person at all. It's easy to think, I have no idea what to do about this. And there's all this conflicting information and I don't know what to do with it. I think my overwhelm and confusion in business is very akin to the way a lot of people feel about nutrition misinformation or conflicting information or the huge wealth of information. And same is true with fitness. But the reality is, When we say, oh my gosh, I can't, I don't know, it's just too much, I'm confused. Confusion is a choice. You can find the answer, but you can't find the answer when you are victimizing yourself over the wealth of information and your unwillingness up until this point to sift through it and practice and find your answer. I can't tell you how many emails I get when people say, I don't even know. It's just so confusing. I'm so lost. I'm so overwhelmed. Confusion is a choice. You can find the answer. You can find the answer in your practice. You can find the answer in your focus. You can find the answer by listening to your body. But confusion is a choice. The answer is available to you, but you can't get dramatic about it. You're not a victim of information overload. That is an opportunity for you to get to work and participate in finding the answer. This is related to the next one that's so huge. This mantra I use with my clients almost every day, and that is, it's not a problem, it's a practice. When emails come in that say, My problem is the evenings. My problem is the weekends. My problem is carbs. My problem is my hormones. It's not a problem. It's your practice. Instead of my problem is the evenings, 
My practice is the evenings. What am I going to practice to make that better? It is only a problem if you are not engaged in creating the solution. The problem is yesterday. The problem is the past. It is not a problem. See it as an opportunity to practice. In all things, returning to so what, now what? It happened. You can argue with reality and you can choose to be overwhelmed or you can say, so what, now what? I want to remind you guys, and this is the last time you will hear me mention this and you only heard it once before in the CBD oil oil episode that aired just a few days ago. Though I am not taking on, for the very first time, I am not taking on rookie 12-week to transformation clients this summer because I need to free up some time to work on my book. I totally know that many of you have the need to have these reminders brought to you every single day. And so I thought that I would kind of meet you in the middle a little bit with this special summer offer that is only available to the first 100 people and it's only available to new clients, people who have not worked with me before in a 12-week to transformation or a fat loss fast track group. Just so anybody who's not clear knows, it used to be called fat loss fast track, now it's called 12 weeks to transformation. A little bit interchangeable in the naming convention there. Uh, But what this will include, it is not the 12 weeks to transformation, though that will kick off in the fall, end of August, early September. And there is a wait list that will open up for registration at the end of August. You can go to the show notes page or to the work with me tab on primalpotential.com to get on the wait list so you can register for the fall group. But for those of you that want these reminders coming at you in a more personalized or a more daily, a more frequent way, take advantage of this summer offer. Again, it's only for 100 people. It's 12 weeks, it's $99, and what it includes is one live Q&A webinar with me per week. So that's 12 total live question and answer webinars, one each week over the next 12 weeks, starting this week. Our first webinar is tomorrow, um, so make sure that you register and you get one of those first 100 spots today. And in addition to that, it includes the daily coaching messages that I create for my 12-week clients and my Master's Club clients. So if you're curious about that, head over to the show notes page for today's episode, which would be primalpotential.com forward slash 494, primalpotential.com forward slash 494. Nine, four, and the mailman is here. I think he has my Thrive Market box. Perfect timing, although I'm still full from that breakfast I got from the coffee shop. Thrive Market order today is uh, I got some red pepper flakes. I love this is totally random, but I'm just excited because I can hear them on my porch right now while I'm recording. I like to put red pepper flakes on avocado, so this is super easy summer eating because I don't like to spend a lot of time in the kitchen in the summer. I'll take an avocado, cut it in half. I'll put on top whatever leftover protein I have. My favorite is ground pork or ground beef. They're just more flavorful than like ground turkey or ground chicken. And then I'll literally just do half the avocado with leftover ground meat and some red pepper flakes. Oh my gosh, it is so good. It's quick, it's easy, there's no cleanup. It's an easy thing to do with your leftover protein. What else did I get? I think I got some more coconut oil. I use that as a moisturizer. So not only do I cook with my coconut oil, and sometimes I put it in my coffee, though not regularly, um, I use it as a moisturizer on my skin and also on my hair. 
I don't use the coconut oil on my face. I use Fatco for that. Um, I also get Fatco through Thrive Market. I'm totally rambling here, but this is just random because the mailman's here. Anyway, I use coconut oil as my body moisturizer, um, and I use it on my hair. My hair dries out a lot in the summertime. That's all I got to say. If you're curious about Thrive Market, go through thrivemarket.com forward slash primal potential. Thrivemarket.com forward slash primal potential. When you do that, you save an extra 25% on your first order. You're already saving big because their their prices are just so much lower um, than pretty much everywhere else. And you get a free 30-day trial membership. Mindset, mindset. That's where we were. Your internal conditions optimizing them, improving them, letting go of the negativity, the negative perspective, the complaining, the victimization, it will skyrocket your health, your relationships, your finances. It is a game changer. So pick one of these mantras and begin to practice it. I'll chat with you guys soon. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. The drive to go further and reach higher. The same thing that inspires you, inspires us. At Strayer University, we're always searching for new ways to make education more affordable. That's why we offer access to up to 10 no-cost gen ed courses to help you save time and money so you can keep striving. Visit strayer.edu to learn more. No-cost gen ed provided by Strayer University affiliates of your learning. Eligibility rules apply. Connect with us for details. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEF.